Guys, welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. I want to thank you for all of the support that you've given me here. If you have any questions of me, you can send me a DM on my Instagram account at J. Scott Outdoors or send me an email jscottoutdoors at gmail.com. I want to thank you guys for listening to this podcast. Um, please tell your friends about it, and I appreciate your support. I also want to thank the sponsors of this podcast. I want to thank GoHunt.com, Cody Nelson, the glassing guru. He's been on the podcast a bunch. Guys, if you need any optical uh, needs at all, anything glassing-related, tripod-related, uh, any optical questions, or if you need gear, give Cody a call at 702 847 8747. You can also text or call him on his cell phone 602-399-3699. Guys, use the J. Scott promo code when you're signing up for the Go Hunt Insider. That's going to give you uh, discounts. Um, Right now, they're running a $50 Go Hunt Gear Shop gift card if you sign up using the J. Scott promo code. I also want to thank Kuyu Ultralight Hunting. Kuyu is a direct consumer brand, K-U-I-U.com. The ultralight hunting gear is the gear that I have worn since uh, and used since 2010. Um, They are a direct-to-consumer brand. You can go to Kuyu.com, order everything right there directly on the website. also want to point out for those of you that are near the Dallas, Texas area, they have just opened a retail location. So now they have a retail location in Dallas as well as in Dixon, California. Um, Also be looking out for the Kuyu guys um, at some of the trade shows that are coming up here in the next couple months. Thank you to Kuyu for their uh, longtime support. I also want to thank Phonescope.com. Remind you guys to use the JScott23 promo code. That's going to get you 10% off on all orders at Phonescope. And then last but not least, LathropAndSons.com. Uh, contact owner Stephen and James at LathropAndSons, 618-544-8782. Uh, they make mountain hunting boots. They have the Encompass the Mountain Hunter, and the Elite Boot. Um, Again, reach out at 618-544-8782. Also ask them about their custom Synergy footbeds. Um, You can also check them out at lathropandsons.com. Guys, let's get right to this episode. Again, we're, we're approaching the new year of 2024. I appreciate all your support. Reach out. Love to hear from you. Guys, welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. I've got my friend Cody Nelson, the glassing guru here um, at my house in Paradise Valley. And um, we're uh, just here after Christmas and it's been a good um, good holidays. But like I'm just itching to get to Mexico and, and get, <laughs> you know, a lot of people, their season's kind of coming to an end. I feel like you know, fall moves along, you've got elk and you've got right. mule deer and sheep and some of that stuff. But my season really gets kicked off here. I, I always think of like you're peeling down, you know, like the sun comes down on a ridge, right? That the hunts start way early, you know, up in Alaska and Canada. And, and it's just peeling down all the way through North America and going down. And, and right about when everybody else is just hunkered down in winter yeah. and can't get I'm, out of it. I'm ready to you, roll. You're like, huh, this is kind of short sleeve weather. Let's go down to Mexico and hunt some coos deer. Yeah, coos and mule deer. Um, yeah. 
we have got a load of questions and sure. we did a recent episode where we got a bunch of questions in and yes, we, sir. we weren't able to get all of them answered. I wanted to um, get you over here and go ahead and get through some of those questions because I know Roger that the listeners get so much value out of um, these Q and A's. So let's just dive right in. Um, best spotter for someone who does 70 30 backpack and truck hunting out west so i'm assuming he's saying 70 percent backpack 30 percent truck hunting best spotter so he's talking about a spotting scope. man I'd, I'd look really hard um into the 65 millimeters okay so um you know if you were talking about like the you know the koa 66s or the Swarovski 65 with a 25 to 50 eyepiece. I'd look really hard at those. And I think what's interesting, Jay, is that because we've had, you know, the COA uh, uh, 50, um, you know, fi uh, uh, 553, 554s um, that have, you know, taken uh, a pretty good hold on the compact. And then, you know, Swarovski introduced the ATC STC last year. Um, we've had a fairly interesting uh, thing happen is that, that there's been a ton of attention that goes to the compacts. And, and if you're into the compacts and, and really the lightweight thing, those two pieces of gear are, are it in my book, right? That's the, those are, you know, and then, well, and then, you know, Vortex, you know, lands one in there in the Razor lineup that absolutely supersedes, you know, what, what they had done in their previous models. So you got to look at that too. But I think what the, the very most interesting thing is, is that, what what the compact the rise of the compacts did is it made people really look back and 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 understand that there was these 65s out there that kind of were getting lost in the middle you know that 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 were like oh well that's a 65 and 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 I think what it's really caused people to do is is it, it's realized that either I go 80 millimeter or I'm I'm going down to the compacts but then they're they're now realizing man these 65s really do kind of Kind of in bridge, the middle. They, they kind of bridge that gap. So um, I, I would just tell a guy that I, I don't think you could go wrong with either one of the two pieces that I just told you about. Well, an interesting thing, too, to to this question is 70-30. Yeah. I mean, the beautiful thing about the modular system with Swarovski well, is you could th have... there's another piece. You could have a 95 and a 65. And Absolutely. when you backpack, you go with the 65 when you're... It, around the truck and you want a little more juice you go with the 95 100 or the 85 and there's that's the beauty and, and, of the and, modular and people system. would ask me all the time well, well you know what 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 spotting scope do you carry most right now without a doubt i carry a, a, an stx 85 and so that may not answer the question as to the 65 or the 95 the modularity but what it should really tell you is is that eh, you know i'm willing to put up with some weight because i know what the benefits are right I'll take those benefits every time. Like next question, like a Geovid Pro versus Swarovski EO Range TA. Well, man, um, first of all, I would tell you that I think the glass and the Swarovskis are superior. Um, the new Swarovision and what they've done with that, I don't. I, I really don't think there's another rangefinder that that equals that. Um, as a matter of fact, when we compared the EO Range TAs. With the you know EO, EO range you know the the regular Swarovision and the um, the NL peers really 
they were pretty neck and neck with the ELs, but they actually kind of compared more with the, the NLs because of the, the wider field of view. That's a 359-foot you know, field of view. I thought that was phenomenal, and I thought that made a really big difference in them. Um, it was noticeable to me. Um, I will tell you that in terms of the – first of all, with – the Swarovski probably gets a little bit of a – of you know, like, oh, they only have three profiles and, you know, rifle profiles and, you know, their their ballistics are different than, you know, somebody else's. And I would tell you that I don't, in in my experience of building turrets and, and dealing with ballistics, which is probably in the thousands, um, I would tell you that Swarovski's ballistic program is not entirely different than other programs. Like, you may get a click that rounds up or rounds down, but it, it, it's not that... It, we're not talking like, you know, you're putting in the same distances and you're getting five clicks difference. So I, I would tell you that, that I love the Swarovski and, and, and I love what it does in its, in its simplicity and I think the, the, um, uh, the app works real good and I think all that's fine. But, man, when you talk about the Geovid Pro... The way that it interacts with the mapping program, that's ridiculous. I mean, it's so good, it's, it's, it's uncanny about how good it is. Explain, explain that a little bit. Well, first of all, the, the, the way to get to the fact that you're getting a solution is incredibly intuitive. It's, it's way shorter than the old, you know, the old versions of those, the, 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 um, the, like the 3200.coms and all that. It, you just get to the end to, to where it's quicker when you're trying to, to make a shot and get a, a solution. and um, But, Jay, you, you can literally take a range and you can look on your phone that's got their app on it and the, the, the hunt map, and it, it's going to ping right where that is. And then on top of it, you could say, well, I'm not going to shoot from here, but I want to shoot at the hill closest to it. You can actually mark that on the map, and now it'll tell you exactly how far the shot is from that, that, that ping to the animal. And if you want to plot a course to get over there, you can plot a course to get to where you need to shoot from, and it'll, it'll, it'll take you right to it. So it's doing what we've kind of been doing in our head and doing for years. For years. Um, but it's taking technology That's correct. to another to another step, now, and it's probably a little more exact. The Swarovski has a tracking assistant too, and it, it's hooked up to Google Map, and, and you do have to you know have some connectivity there. But it also has a different form of tracking. It'll it'll record your last three ranges, and it has a, a basically a balance in it that when you range in that and you go to range in that direction, it, it'll tell you whether you're going left or right when you're when you're walking towards that. That so it, it, it's a different system. It has the mapping, but it also has that you know that indicator that's telling you whether you're left or right or something. But um, again, I think the fact that we're having these conversations. I think we're merely at the, the the start of what's to come in terms of electronic technology in rangefinders and mapping. 
we we haven't they're integrated but i think we're merely at the at the beginning of this it's exciting isn't it a hundred percent it is question here would really like to hear some conversation about glass quality and coatings oh geez and what difference that makes um um coatings help filter light and the cleaner that you can do that the more light gets to your eye but that can also change the colors that you see and that's why you'll hear some people say you know for instance my brother would be like oh i love the way that the the zeiss looks and somebody will say oh no i love the way that the you know that the leica looks and it's because they they have coatings and i and i i hope i want to say this the correct way they have coatings that that manipulate or in some cases not manipulate the the color spectrum and so what they're trying to do is enhance what you're you know what you're seeing and 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 i think when when you go up in in levels and grades of glass that have you know the world's best coatings um, a prime example of this is is that there are certain pieces of glass out there that you can somewhat look kind of in the direction of a, of, of sun, sun rays, sunlight, right? And you can literally see what you're looking at on the mountain. And you take another piece of glass, and you have a lot of you know you have a lot of you know refraction and you know glare and you know all kinds of stuff. And it, it all comes back to quality of glass quality of coatings you know all of those things make that happen and that's a very very technical side of it and but if you're purchasing glass that's not fully multi-coated you're probably not going to be happy with it in the long run i, I it, it's the simplest way to put it and there's there's different names for it all. Some of them are trademarks. I mean, there's there's all kinds of different ways to to do that. And but the fact that your glass is getting, you know, is the glass coated all the way on both sides and all the way through? Is it is it coated just on the outsides? That I mean, there's you know different ways to cut pricing, and so it gets to be a very 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 technical conversation. Would you? Could you or would you make the argument that the more expensive the glass, likely the better quality of glass and better oh, amount of yes, technology 100%. in the coatings? Yep. And that's why it is what it is? That's correct. Okay, question here. Zulu 6 HDX without a tripod versus Razer HD or insert any other thousand-ish, thousand-ish binocular so he's talking with about a the, tripod so he's talking about image stabilizing he's trying to compare the zulu 6 without a tripod versus razor hd or without any other thousand dollars i see what he's getting with at. a tripod so would you rather have a thousand dollar binos on a tripod or a zulu 6 mm. um i'd rather have the the tripod i think it lends me to more more situations okay even, um, even though he's trying so, so here's the thing i think what he's also trying to figure out is which glass is better 
No, I think he's trying to say Zulu 6 just hand-holding and running around like a wild man or a $1,000 pair of binoculars on a tripod. Pick well, it, whether it's a Razor HD geez. or... God, put me on the spot, why don't you? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, 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 I'm a little set in my way on that, and I'm, I'm going to go the $1,000 with, with a tripod because I, I, at least I know, I know I'm going to get wider field of views. And and I'll take that. That's you know I, I'm, I'm yeah I hope that's what he's looking for. If that guy wants to call me, please do because I'd I'd love to break that down exactly what he's what he's wanting out of that. Okay. This is what a which is a better buy ATX sixty five. So talking about a Swarovski ATX sixty five or an ATC, which is a better buy. I don't well, know if he means value or if he means which one's better. Well, I'll try to answer it in both ways. One, if if you're going to buy the ATX in a 65, you your your access to the modular system is you know, you're right at the door and you've got so much at your ability, but I mean, without a doubt, the the ATX sixty five. That's an awesome sixty five millimeter. What I would tell you is, is that it's a really heavy sixty five millimeter. I mean, generally speaking, if you compare that to others in that same class, it's about ten ounces heavier. So, but the glass is pretty phenomenal, and it's one of my favorite eyepieces. Um, man, comparing that to the to the fifty six. I mean, if weight and space and size is your is your go to, and I mean, I've got nothing bad to say about the the ATC or STC. That is a phenomenal piece of gear. That's a phenomenal compact. I think it kind of wins the compact market. And um, so, if someone's really trying if to you're cut really weight, really trying to cut weight and sp- and and not just weight, but like footprint, like size of of, of the optic in your pack. You, you you know th- th- that's an amazing piece of gear um if you're just going to force me to choose one i'm probably going atx and the or stx atx and the 65 because i love the modular system and i know the capabilities if i want more i can add a 85 95 115 i think or a btx so i i smile at the next question uh-oh I love the fact that the Zulu sixes are creating this much commotion. Oh, I think because it's our, it's... our questions here have been dominated by it. Oh, this yeah. question: Where do the Sig Zulu sixes fit in? Who are they for? What magnification would you suggest? Twelve or the sixteen? And and wait, before you say that, are you just selling the absolute? Pants? Oh, we we've I'm, sold we we've sold them. It, it's amazing. Just, we can't keep enough of them in stock. Just sold the pants yeah. off of them. Crazy. Okay. It's it's there. It's that, and I think. Okay, look, where do they fit in? Well, who are they for? What magnification? I think they fit. First of all, I think they fit in. They can fit in with just about anybody, because I mean there are so many people that I'm talking to, and I don't care. Maybe you're just a a whitetail hunter from back east that that just wants to be able to look across a you know, a, a bean field or whatever, whatever field he's doing. And he wants to be able to look, you know, and he's been using a set of tens or eights, 
you know, because he, he wants that low light, whatever. But then he's what he's really want to see is is what's back in the trees that hasn't come out, you know, into the into the field yet. And you know he, that guy's not your normal tripod, and but this guy can take a set of sixteen by forty twos, throw them up, and and now he can see back into there. I think I think there's so many different applications for these that people don't realize how many how good they are. And that guy can do that, you know, I mean, you know, literally around that $1000 mark and it's like, man, this is there are so many options for these guys. So, I think it fits in I mean, it, 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 well, I mean, if a guy just said, you know what, hey, I'm a bow hunter and I stock and I, you know, I still hunt a lot, you know, the 10 by 30s, they, they have like a 200 and I don't know, 273 foot field of view, you know, which is not horrible, but it's not what a, it's not what other binoculars are at, you know, 320, 330 foot field of view. But at least I think those things, you could, be, you know, be really super 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 steady with those because let's face it you know sometimes you have a bow in your hand and and you know and maybe a guy just wants to be steady so i can see where a guy would want to use those um the 12s the 12s for me get lost a little bit because they have the same field of view as the 16s so i end up saying to myself i would just rather have the 16s now if a guy just says okay 1242 versus 1642 I'd rather take the brighter one I don't need 16 power then the the 12s I think would work beautifully for you the ones that that you know I haven't completely 100% bought into and you know the 20s I I think for somebody that just distances everything and maybe maybe it's not low light that they're just literally trying to see whatever they can see at, at, at 20 power because the exit pupil's not so good in those. That it's just going to be darker. There's no way away. You can't you can't sugarcoat that. They do a great job, but you know the exit pupil is what the exit pupil exit pupil is. And um, I've sold a bunch of them, and I know those guys have been happy. But um, I would tell you that that I've sold by far and away, not even a close. I've sold more of the 16s than all the others combined. Hands down. Again, like we said in the podcast we did a week or 10 days ago, um, I'm just pumped that I want to see all the other manufacturers bring image stabilization to the table, and I think we're just starting to scratch the surface, and it's super exciting as a consumer to see. 100%. You know. I want to see as much product for for us to use as consumers as possible. So it's pretty exciting. Next question. Any rumors from Vortex on BTX-style spotting scope to compete with Swarovski? I've never heard of that. Um, I think that would be awesome. Um, I would tell you that I know what an incredibly hard piece and technical piece that is to build for Swarovski. Do I would love to see somebody be able to do it and you know do it right, and and it would be awesome if it could be done. I think we'd sell a bunch of them. Okay, this question is 
list of brands by quality of glass, then best bang for buck. Well, but he's, I don't know if he's talking vinyls or if he's talking spotting skills. So, look, when you, when you talk about Swarovski, Zeiss, Leica, Koa, you're start. You're literally. You're you're talking. And 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 by the way, there's different price points with all of those pieces. But when you talk about a Swarovski EL or a Leica Noctavid or um, you know even the the, the Leica Ultravid HD pluses or the Zeiss uh, uh, SFs or Victories. You're literally talking about the best quality glass in the world. Period. Koa has been doing some things on the spotting scopes that are, I mean, they're they're pushing on those guys hard. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I, you know, it sounds. I mean, look, but you've got Koa. And you've got like the the Vortex UHDs and the the Zeiss SFLs, which are not those are not the Victories or SFs, but holy buckets! I've got a pair sitting on my desk that I've been using and taking out with me, and looking at birds. And I mean, I got I got quite a hummingbird thing at my house lately, and it, those things are amazing. So, you know. <sighs> I mean, I could list everything, but but then that list becomes subjective, right? Because Jay, you and I, if we go out here and sit with a resolution chart, y- y- we might be surprised on which one actually performs better when you're actually put it on a. a, a so I, all, all I'm going to say to that is, is that I, in terms of buying things. That's why I always have my three pillars of glassing. Buy the best you can afford, put it on a tripod, and slow down. Because, you know, the the tripod ultimately, in, in my opinion, you know, is really important to that because it gets people to stay steady. But, you know, obviously the six hours are, you know, making that change. But but that's the thing is, is that you, you just take the glass and... and you start adding that money into there and, and maybe maybe a $3,400 NL is not right for everybody. But, you know, maybe if a guy that hunts two weeks out of the year and that's all he does and he wants X brand and, and, it's, and it fills his needs, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. And, and I want it pointed out that I know that I can take any piece of glass in the world and be successful with it at some level because I'm going to use some of the, 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 the trade craft to, to, to be successful with it. Keeping my optics steady, using the field of view, letting my eyes do the walking within each, you know, all of those things. And I'm not, I'm not exactly sure if I'm answering the question the way that he, but I just, I think that, that there's, you know, there's that, the top three 
And those are pretty hard to argue with. But it doesn't mean because you go buy a Vortex UHD and I've got a 15 SLC, it doesn't mean that you don't, that you're both not going to find game. So, I, you know, I, I, I just, I don't, I almost don't like, it's hard to have the conversations because I don't like knocking products that are good, solid products. Right. But at the end of the day, I also know when you sit behind a resolution chart, I know which one functions, or I know which one goes deeper into the chart. I know which one, you know, doesn't blur as quickly. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm just, yeah. So yeah. what was the second part of that? Did I miss that? Because he said he, he talked about listing them out quality-wise. You caught me off guard. I was already going to the next one. Um, I'm sorry. List of brands by quality of glass, then best bang for the buck. Yeah, I mean, I, I think best bangs for your buck are... I mean, if you want to spend $1,000... You go Vortex HD, you go um, uh, the, the, the Loophold Santiums. So like the Vortex Razor? R Razor HD, you go Vortex Santiums, um, you go Leica Trinovids, Zeiss Conquest you HD. You Loophold Santiums. Or, uh, Loophold Santiums, um, Leica Trinovids, uh, Zeiss Conquest HDs. Those are $1,000 pieces of glass that are awesome. Right. You can put those on a tripod, put them on your chest, you'll do fantastic. You want to go to the next level and get, you know, Zeiss SFLs or or um, uh, or, or Vortex UHDs, Abbey Koenig prisms, great light transmission, fantastic. Swarovski ELs up at the, the nineteen ninety nine piece. You, you, there's wouldn't a window now. Wouldn't that's you incredible. argue that affordable glass now is so much better than say oh. quote unquote affordable <laughs> glass ten years 100% ago? One hundred percent, it is. Right, it's way better. Absolutely. Okay, next question. 95 millimeter versus 115 on the BTX. We kind of talked about it in the prior podcast. Well, so, so let me give you just a couple of things. This is the things to consider. So first of all, you're, you're, you, you've, you've got a bigger exit pupil at 3.3 uh, on the 115. You've got a, a 2.73 or 2.71 at... Uh, on the on the 95 and the BTX, so the BTX um, 95 is the most popular combination we sell. Um, it's also uh, what I would tell you is um, it's six pounds, so it's just a little bit over six pounds, like 6.606 or something. And then you got the BTX 115 that's much longer, and it is. Um, seven and uh three quarter pounds so you, you know i mean i don't know i mean they're both awesome but i if i'm looking at the longest distances and i'm looking you know from sun up to sundown um quite generally i'm taking the, the exit pupil if 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 all that's you know if i'm around the truck and i'm which, not packing which with has it, you taken the 115 yeah i'm taking the 115 um, next question, Swarovski versus Koa Big Eyes. Well, 
So I'm sh- I assume they're talking twins. Yeah, if he's man. Um, so I use the Swarovski twin sixty-five. So SDS. the so the well, and those are awesome. Um, I'm assuming he's saying either the older Koa. Right, I think he's not taking into account that the they, Koas aren't making. Them yeah, anymore. they don't make the six sixty-fours anymore, and they don't make the. The, they don't make the 77s anymore, but all, all you know, all of those are. I mean, you know, the 64s for all intents and purposes was the best. If you call it a, a, a lesser expense, I mean, that was the best bargain in the in the in the big eyes. But the 77s were pretty damn good, you know, that way too. Um, yeah, I mean, if I had to choose any one of them, I would go the 65s. Now, there's some guys doing the 80s now too back again, but see here we we keep you know we we keep going, well, I don't I don't want to do them that that big and that heavy and then we keep adding, okay, well, let's do the 80 millimeters and and so and guys, I'm not going to throw out the the old Highlanders either. No, they're phenomenal. Those those are phenomenal pieces of glass and quite frankly, if you're around your truck and you're not going to pack them, I mean, that's what? why I got what? rid of mine is I was carrying them too much. You're and I had 14 pounds and a 13-pound tripod. I had 27 pounds Absolutely. before I even. And, and the part of the problem with that is is that if you're going to be close to your truck or at least within, you know, a, you know walking distance to a, a point or whatever, I, there's a lot of times that I think I would just flat out choose the 32 by 82s because they're so stinking heavy and you've got a solid tripod on them. When you're looking at something... They're stable. They are absolutely rock solid stable. Yeah. Okay. So next question is the Zeiss Harpian ninety five better than the Swaro ATC ninety five? Wait a minute. Is the Zeiss Harpian ninety five better than the Swaro ATC? I think he means. I think ATX. he means ATX. Um. You know, I did an article on this one, and this is this was a tough one. Um. The Harpy is an incredible piece of gear with a, I would tell you that in, in some regards, the glass is maybe slightly on the better side. The 95, I love the eyepiece better. Way more comfortable for me to look through. Way more forgiving to look through. The Focus, I've, I've never had a problem with the 95 and the Focus, but because of the gearing that when you turn the wheel one way on the harpy and you and then you go back the other way it's kind of it, it it's basically one wheel but it's geared so that it's you know micro macro right mm-hmm. um that was pretty awesome mm-hmm. um the one thing that i have a problem with the zeiss is they were like oh this is better because it's a wider field of view and uh, quite frankly i I've put them side by side on equal powers, and I, 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 I'm, I don't see that as being the truth. And I'm, I'm, you know, call me crazy or doing something wrong, but I don't think I was. So when you match power for power, I, I, the, I, I got no more field of view out of the out of the Harpia than I did the the ninety five. So, you know, that's a tough call for me. Um, you know, the, I think the ninety-five is is would be my my go-to choice. Uh, that's what I would tell you. 
Um, next question. Love the Zulu 6, but they seem to fog a lot on the eyepieces. Any suggestions? Well, it, okay. It, if they're fogging a lot on... On his, uh, like on the ocular lenses, that's typically a an environment he's creating. And I've never had them, and granted, I have not had them a lot of uh, different scenarios of cold. And so, uh, man, I, I'm not sure why that would do that. You've not heard of them, Father? I've not, I've not had a single complaint on that. So... You know, I would, if I were him, I would be looking at, um, you know, when you put those lenses out there, you know, they're, I don't know, is, is his, is his breathing and everything rolling up? I, I mean, I, I know that sounds crazy, but I've had more things fog because people are, are breathing and, and it's rolling up into stuff than it is, you know, uh, because of a faulty thing in the lens. So, um, yeah, I think that would be, yeah, I think that's really interesting. Um, but I would, yeah, I would tell him to, to try to watch as much as possible, um, how that's happening and when it's happening. Okay. Next question. Having trouble finding balance, settle on my 85 millimeter razor, uh, Suray VA5 and slick setup tips. And I'm assuming he's talking about literal balance. Mm-hmm. Um, well, if you're using a TY-70 plate, you can run the plate forward or at, you know, or run it backwards, and then you can adjust the plate within the head, you know, forward or backwards. So you should actually get. A quite a bit of adjustment out of that to where you should be able to manipulate the 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 balance point and so um you know if that person uh is having issues with that um have i mean i would tell that person to call me and i can walk them through that and help them set it up to to where it it gives them the best balance at least that they can achieve on that particular you know setup What is your favorite pair of binoculars? Hmm. Wow. Um Man, as of lately I've been loving those SFLs. Um if I had to just pick a, a, my favorite piece right now. Um chest glass carry do all do everything um i would choose a 1042 nl that's man 10 power or 12 T 10 power yeah 10 power as much as i like the 12s for me it would be a 10 power yeah i mean i have the 12s i don't have the 10s yeah it's i've looked through the 10s if someone said you could only have one pair of binoculars it, it go 12s i'd go 12s because you still have the same field of view as, as but, a regular 10 but i think if i was just as a hunter as a hunt, hunting western hunting 
I think I'm going to go with the 12 NL. Right. If if I was just wanted an all around for going to a ball game and going, so you know what I mean. I'd probably okay. go with the 10. So hold on a minute. You, you get what I'm saying. So l- let's take this question a different way. What's of all the things out there, and all the things that you've looked through? Because I think I might be able to pinpoint two pieces that you've used that I would tell you that are your two. Aside from what's new and out right now, there's two pieces of glass that I know that that I can remember how excited you were to use both of them. And the the first one was a ten by fifty SLC. Mm-hmm. I was that's and this and the second one was when the the when the when the first version of the ELs came out. You did double bat flips over the eight and a halves. Well, I had the eight and a halves. Right. And I have the tens, yes. ELs. And I still say the 10 EL, I didn't think could ever be beat. I thought it was the best binocular all around for okay. any type of glassing that you could possibly do. Okay. Prior to that, the 1050s, the thing I liked so much, I had 1042 SLCs and 1050s. The thing that I used the 1050s more than anything was cooster hunting. I loved it because you had 10 power, but you had the 50 millimeter objective. So you had right. a, a five exit pupil. Right, exactly. And they were 1050 SLCs. Were. I, I, I used those. 100% underrated. Oh my gosh, yes. Um, I mean... Not to name names, and we're not. Well, we won't go into that. But I can name the big guys that were killing a bunch of big stuff at that time. Yeah. And if you looked at what they were using, it was it was a it was a ten fifty SLC. Yeah. So uh, I'm I'm I'm, 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 I'm going to take this one other direction. If somebody had to say to me right now, like, what's the piece of glass that I identify with, and like brings me great peace. Like when I think about nostalgia and, and all the stuff that I've glassed through over the years. I know what it is. Uh, you, yeah. 15 by 60s ice. 15 by 60s ice. There's nothing. It's still my favorite piece. And, and if we could just resurrect that, Zeiss, if you're listening, <laughs> just put new grade glass in there. Put the new coatings. Build them the same way. Give us that field of view. Give us everything that we want. Those would be the greatest. I don't care whether you say coos deer glassing or not. They would be the greatest tripod mounted glass in the world. Okay, next question. Cody, what digiscoping adapter are you using? MagView, all in, phone scope, scope cam? Um, I am currently using the all-in why um well a uh it fits really really well um and is ridiculously easy to deploy there is literally zero thinking that happens when i have to when i go to put mine on um there are some there are some companies and people doing some things right now that are really cool in that digiscoping world. And I think it's continuing. 
this competition is really good for each other. And I think it's pushing each other to create and do and, and solve problems and, and get rid of issues that used to be a thing. And I think it's happening. I love this because it's happening right before our eyes. It's happening right now. And guys are creating stuff. That's just super cool for me right now. Um, I have nothing that that there's, and, and by the way, I use 99.9% of my stuff I use on spotting scopes. I don't, I really don't digiscope through my binoculars. Um, the mag view was, was great. Um, mag view got some cool things that it does. I love the fact that they have a charging, you know, plate on the back of their cases. And I love that they do some cool stuff. Um, phone scope has been you know there's a lot of people that would say oh phone scope so archaic and whatever but you know what phone scope always had the right piece for the right part phone scope was easy to deploy when you got it you know put on your our system and you had it i i get it it's you know it, it, it took a little bit more than slapping a magnet together but that did a pretty good job and it's and it's and literally at at a third the price and and now you have you know scope cam came out with their magnet and um uh, uh mag or uh, um uh, magview came out with their magnet and then allen came out with theirs and there's another one out there that that i think is making some waves um capture and i just think that there's some really cool stuff that people need to look into but for me it's all in right now so for any of those companies that are listening or anyone listening to the podcast that wants to convey to those companies, get the lens of the camera camera as close close as possible (laughs) to the optic lens, whether you're using binos or spotting scopes. Why? Why? I don't know. I don't, I don't understand why. Why? I don't understand why it happens. I don't understand why there's a, the closer uh, you get the lens of that camera to the lens the ocular lens of either a bino or a spotting scope, the better the image. Yeah. And I see some of these devices in the names you mentioned. Yeah. And and I'm sponsored and have since the beginning by phone scope. But like, I don't think that I'm not looking at all of them and trying things out and looking because I'm always interested in, in new stuff. But like, if you're listening out there, guys, the number one most important baseline rule that you should be using when creating these products is getting the, the, the lens on the phone as close as absolutely possible to the lens because that's where you get the best image. That's where yeah. you get the least amount of vignetting so, and the best yeah, quality image. If you're having to get out of the vignetting using your own zoom, that's, a problem. That's the first red flag. Right. And it's, yeah. So anyway. Question. You think Swarovski is going to dabble in image stabilization? Can you really improve a Ferrari? I'd say you can always improve Wait, I, I, a Ferrari. You can always improve. Don't, don't ever sell. Yeah. Don't, don't ever sell, tell it short that you can't make something better. Um, look, I don't know anything for certain. But there's no way that with the, 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 the popularity and the questions and 
there is no way possible that those people aren't taking a look at this. Yeah. No way. And I hope they are hard. Yeah. Because as a consumer, yep. wouldn't it be phenomenal if all of these manufacturers had yeah, their own? Yeah, I think it would be image, phenomenal. You know, IS technology. Yep. Okay, next question. I run a Swirl EL10 power, which, by the way, you're saying those are on sale for, they're at two grand. Yeah, 1042 is 1999 EL. 10 by 42 EL, Swirl Vision. On a tripod and an ATS 65 HD. Okay. Worth adding Zulu 6. Well, you know, only if he feels like there's a shortcoming somewhere. So, yeah, I mean, if if I told you that, um, for instance, um, we I was just talking about this yesterday. There's there's a place that that a series of places that I like to hit in glass during a you know a day during the month of either December or January, and I'm going to see rutting deer. But I don't want to get out of my truck and put together my tripod and system. You know, it takes a couple minutes to do that, and then you can sit down and. It, there's places that I want to drive by and go, oop, nope, there's no deer on that face right now, and move on. And it's all about speed and time. I'm not necessarily hunting, I'm scouting, doing whatever. In my opinion, yeah, you, you could always add pieces of gear to your system. And I'll bet that that guy could, could find ways to, that, that that will help him. Do I think it solves every issue? No, I don't. But do I think it, it, it could help him? 100% I do. Thoughts on Koa Promenars. Also, what tripod would you recommend for it? Uh, I'm assuming he's talking Highlanders, you know, the 32 by 82s. Um, if I were to pick two pieces of gear right now that I think are, um, I would pick a um, slick 933, 934 um, with either a VH10 or a Manfrotto uh, MVH uh, 502 head. That's the, Jay, that's that. that the head. old 501. That's the, well, it's it's the the replacement of the 501, but it's got that, remember that neck collar? that, mm -hmm. that it, It's super, super uh, uh, adjustable, mm -hmm. and you can make it like it's just smooth as glass. Is it kind of like the old 701 HD? Yeah, it's that red neck collar okay. that it's just the best. Yeah, I, I would choose a 502 Manfrotto head with it in that, I would I would roll those anytime. Those that's an incredible, just an absolutely awesome piece of of gear right there. Okay, question: Would you ever use an aluminum tripod instead of carbon fiber? Both good quality tripods. Yeah, I mean, uh, if it, uh, uh, like on the scenario that I just talked about, I would have no problem using one of my uh, Manfrotto O fifty five aluminums on there, not one, because okay. it, 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 the weight of it. If, if you're just trying to weight everything down, um, absolutely no, no, no problem. I'd use a, aluminum, a heavy aluminum tripod, no problem. Koa 15s coming down the pipeline. I'm sorry. Koa 15s. I, I, I mean, well, I talk to them fairly often. I don't know that there's a 15 coming. I, 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 I know that there's some binocular stuff being worked on, and you know where, where they're trying to up their game in the binocular world. But I do not know of a 15 that's coming down the pike. That would be cool, especially if they do it in whatever glass is in those 66s. That FL glass, it's phenomenal. How's the Leica 15 by 56 stack up to the Swarovski 15s and the Zeiss 15s? 
I'd say it's probably more closely to the Zeiss. I don't. I mean, the Sarovskis, in my opinion, are are better than both of those. Um, yes, I think they made an improvement over the old 15s to the new 15s. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, I don't think that. Yeah, they're still. You st you're still attached to a rangefinder, and so you're going to have some some differences in the light transmission in the tubes. So yeah, I don't think they're they're equal. When glassing an area with 15s at close range, is it quick glassing and and gridding or detailed? Well. You know, part of the problem is that, like, see, and, and that's where I, you know, like, if, if I feel too close on the 15s, I, I would back out, you know, to, to a set of 10s or something. But, I, I mean, to answer the question specifically, I, I would, you know, depending on the time of day and whatever, I'd say it would probably relegate itself to some power glassing, you know, quick shots, you know, but... Uh, it depends on what stage you're in in the glassing. If you're if you if you've looked at an area over and over again, and you know, you know you haven't seen anything, and you need to go back and study and look into the shadows, you know, a 15 at that range, you know, you're 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 just you're just gotta slow it down, just slow bit. it down, and tear it apart. Right, Cody. That gets us through the questions that we had. Um, I appreciate you coming out and yeah. being on the podcast. It's always great. Um, guys, if you need to get a hold of Cody, uh, you can text him at 602-399-3699. You can also call him. That is his cell phone. Um, you can also send him an email at optics at gohunt.com. Yep. You can also call the 702-847-8747. Uh, um, and the cell phone number is 602-399-3699. It's always great having you on the podcast. I know the yeah. last one we did, we got lots of um, response from that. And, um, you know, it, there's hardly a, a, a week that goes by where I don't get a message well, back from, from a listener that said you took care of them and helped them out. And anything glassing, guys, tripods, binoculars, spotting scopes, rifle scopes, techniques, uh, any of that. Cody, you know, is talking to customers well, on the phone every day. I just also want to tell people, too, if we're not answering some of these questions, because I've had guys call, if you're not getting the answer out of it that you were intending us to give or, you know, I mean, if you're, if, if you're not understanding or, you know, we didn't understand the question, call me up and we'll chop it up and figure out the best way. I mean, because sometimes it's just maybe understanding exactly what a guy meant by something and might change the answer. But, um, you know, these are, these are from the hip. You know, we're not studying these questions and then having written pages of, you know, this is just two guys talking about, you know, subjects that they love. And, um, and, and but we want to make sure that you're getting the best information to answer that question to help you, you know, A, either purchase or, or quantify or qualify or, you know, make you feel good about the one you just made. So, um, you know, just if you got questions and they're not getting answered, Holler at me. Not to put you on the spot, but with show season coming up in the next couple of months, do you know of any shows that you will be at for sure? I, I yeah, we're we're just starting to dabble in that right now. Okay. So I mean, you got we'll probably announce man, that got, on another podcast. You got shot show coming. I mean, there's a lot of stuff coming, and this it becomes kind of a busy time of season because we're 
you know, this is that time when stuff starts getting announced and you're trying to bring stuff into the shop and trying to, you know, lay out the, the, you know, the, the, uh, the plan for the next year and, and, you know, have it be successful. So, um, yeah, but awesome. Thanks for coming on all of them. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate forward to kicking off this new year. Yeah. Yep. Can't wait to hear all the stories. All right. God bless. God bless.